Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Wake Forest football coming off back-to-back seasons. Bowl victories. It's quite, a, it's quite an accomplishment considering how long they went without even going to a bowl game. Now they're coming off back-to-back bowl victories. I'm expecting big things this year. And I, I predicted Darren last year eight wins. They hit eight on the number. I should go to Vegas and lay some money on somebody this year. But I'm not endorsing gambling in any way, shape, or form. But I will endorse our guest as a good football coach. He's entering his fifth season as the head coach of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Dave Clawson, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good to uh, good to be speaking with you again. We miss you at our, our weekly lunches. I, I know, Dave. You have really good barbecue and chicken. and Yeah, I, I've lost weight, though. Well, I can understand that. It wasn't exactly a, uh, a, a low-fat lunch we provided on, on Wednesdays here. Well, I might have to pop in on you one day. But, Dave, I, I've got a question for you. And Wake Forest scoring points at an historic rate last year, the most prolific offense in school history. And I, I know part of it is because you're finally getting players that can run an offense that you like. And early in your tenure at Wake Forest, you basically had to take what you had and, and mold the offense around it. But in a perfect world, in a perfect world where Dave Clawson is the master of football, what, what kind of offense do you run? I mean, we want to be up-tempo. Uh, we want to have balance. And by balance, I don't mean that we run and throw the ball the same amount, but we have the ability to do both, that if someone's going to load up the box, that we have the ability to get the ball in the perimeter and throw it. And if someone's going to spread out with us and play nickel defense, you've got to be able to run it. And I think, you know, last year, I, I think that's why we, we really made that big step is that we were able to do both. We were able to run the football with, with great efficiency and produce big plays. And uh, obviously, John had a heck of the year throwing the ball for us. So we had we had really good balance for the first time here. So if somebody outside the Carolinas or outside the South were to label you, Dave Clawson, as an offensive-minded coach, w- would you accept that? Oh, I mean, you know, I'm a football coach. I'm a head coach. So, I I mean, I like to get involved in all three uh, parts of our football team. Um, you know, I, I've coached defense. I've been a special teams coordinator. And, you know, the majority of my career was on offense. Um, but that's not necessarily where I spend the majority of my time now, that I, I go to the side of the ball that I think needs the most help and, um, you know, I, every week I try to get involved in all three phases of our football team. When you first came to Winston-Salem, you had a reclamation job. You had a lot you had to do, and that included installing your own philosophies, your own verbiage, so on and so forth. So I'm sure you were spread pretty thin at that time. How much easier is it for you now to sit back and be more of a big-picture guy? I don't think it ever gets easy. Um, the, the second you, you sit back or relax, this thing will go downhill in a hurry. Um, you know, we, we, want to, we want you to pick us to win more than eight games next year. And in our conference, with our schedule, uh, that's not an easy feat. But, you know, we constantly want to be pushing and pressing and finding every way we can to get better. And I, I don't think – that you're ever going to have, uh, we're never going to be to the point that we're on cruise control. It just it never works that way. And, uh, you know, so we had a great year last year on offense, but we want to be better, and we need to get better on defense. And I thought we were improved on special teams, but, 
you know, with Greg Dorch as a returner and some of the guys we have back there returning kicks, I'd like to see us make more explosive plays and help flip the field. So uh, whether it's that, whether it's recruiting, whether it's how we develop our players, um, there's so many ways within a football program to make the program better, and we're always trying to find those ways. So, um, you know, and, and the fun part of being a head coach is there's all these different areas you can dive into. You know, that's one thing that I enjoy is that one year I might be really involved with the offense or the kicking game or defense, or now this year we kind of overhauled our, our recruiting operations a little bit. And those are all fun challenges. I enjoy every aspect of it. We're joined by Dave Clawson, football coach at Wake Forest. You can follow him on Twitter, at Coach Clawson. And you mentioned John Walford, and, of course, I think of some other guys who are offensive mainstays, Cam Serenier. What 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 are you going to do in order to kind of kind of keep that momentum that they created last year or even years before to keep this offense moving forward? Well, I mean, I think all of it starts with how much better we were up front. I mean, we had John Wolford as a quarterback for four years. It wasn't until that we really became good up front on the O-line that he had time to function and throw the football and that Matt Colburn and Cade Carney had holes to run through and um, – and that's where we're really strong. I mean, we've got our top 10 offensive linemen back. We've got four fifth-year senior starters. We've got three returning all-conference players and uh, Phil Haynes, uh, Justin Haran, and Ryan Anderson. Um, you know, I, and we've got nine starters back. So John and Cam were great players for us, and they were all-conference players. Um, but we've got nine other guys that have played a lot of football and played at a pretty high level last year. So I think Stepping into those positions is never easy, uh, but it's certainly easier to step in than it was four years ago. You know, you, you mentioned Greg Dortch, and he was off to such a fantastic start before his season was hindered. And I, I'm wondering, what can we expect to see of him in a full season, especially at the wide receiver position, but also on special teams? I know there have been some rules changes across the board for the NCAA with regards to kickoffs. Do you think that that might impact him on, on special teams when it comes to returns? No, I mean, Greg's going to be very aggressive with the football. That's his nature. That's the way he is. And we want him to be that way. So, you know, with Greg, it's always looking to create opportunities in space with the football. Um, and certainly the return game, whether it's kick returns or punt returns, are opportunities to do that. So, you know, if the ball's kicked five or six yards deep in the end zone, you know, we'll take, a knee and take it on the 25. But, if we have a chance to set up a return and the ball is kicked in the field of play, um, we're certainly going to be very aggressive with Greg and taking it out, not fair catching it, and, and giving him a chance to get the ball in space and make a big play for us. Yeah, I mean, is he is he the player that you've had over your time as a head coach that has the most latitude when it comes to making those kinds of decisions? Oh, I mean, Greg is really uh, – you know, Greg is really good and dynamic, but I've, you know, we've had other really good players too. So I, I don't, um, you know, you don't want to dismiss what those other players have done. Certainly for us right now, uh, in our time at Wake Forest, Greg's been the most dynamic guy that we've had. And um, again, we, we do, we try to find any way possible of getting him the ball in space. And whether that's as a slot receiver or running reverses with him or screens with him or, in the return game. Those are all chances uh, to get a dynamic player the ball in space. And um, so we, we give him a lot of freedom, but there's certainly, you know, I've been a head coach now. This is my 19th year. There's certainly been other players that we thought were really good too, that we gave them quite a bit of freedom as well.
Dave, I mentioned that Wake Forest has gone to back-to-back bowl games, both bowl game victories, quite an accomplishment. But one of the topics of discussion with regards to college football over the past few weeks is possibly adding more bowl games. And if that does happen, if they do put in another bowl game, if they put one in Chicago, they put one in Myrtle Beach, that'll mean nearly 70% of all FBS teams will be able to play in a bowl game. First of all, do you agree with that? And second of all, if it happens, do you kind of feel maybe it waters down going to a bowl game in general? Well, you know, I think what waters it down is when, you know, a team is, is doesn't have a winning record that's able to go. I mean, you know, on the other hand, you hate to see some teams in lesser legs uh, get a record that should put them in a bowl and, and not be able to go for whatever political reasons or because of the bowl affiliation. So, um, you know, I, I think it's if you have a winning record, you should go to a bowl and, um you know, but when five and seven teams go, I mean, that's the way it is. And if we were five and seven and got offered a bowl bid, I'd, I'd want to go because I'd want to get the extra two weeks of practice and the extra opportunity for our football team. Um, but that's where I do think it does get watered down a little bit. And Dave, one of the things that comes with being a successful coach and having a winning program is that, A, you start losing assistance. And you, you've lost your share of assistance, though not quite as many as I had expected over the past few years. And, B, getting your name mentioned for other jobs every time a high-profile opening pops up. How do you balance both? What do you tell your assistants when they're being recruited to go to other places? And how do you handle it when people are throwing your name around for jobs and you might not even have contact with? I mean, you just you ignore the noise. I mean, any coach who is somewhere for more than two or three years is always going to be rumored to be going somewhere for good reasons or bad reasons. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that uh, you know it's is is for the fact that we're winning. I think is a positive. But I mean, you know, Wake Forest uh, can be a destination job. I mean, th- this is. I think a much better opportunity than it was when we got here four years ago. I mean, with what we've done in terms of facilities, the indoor, the Sutton Sports Performance Center, uh, the McCreary Fieldhouse, um, you know, we've added a lot to our staff. We're recruiting at a high level. Um, You know, we we think we can still accomplish a lot more here, and, and we're looking forward to staying here and doing that. What what's the one thing, and, and obviously it could be pie in the sky. What's the one thing though that you need has to happen in order to take that seat at the table to have Wake Forest not only labeled as a destination job, but as perhaps a football school? I mean, you know, what other people label us, I, I never can concern myself with that because I don't have control over it. I mean, the things that I control and we control as football coaches uh, is our football team. Um, you know, recruiting kids that fit our program, um, making sure that we're doing the best job we can with the players in our program of making sure that they're staying in school, that they're graduating, that they're getting high GPAs, that they're developing as a football player and they're developing as men, and that they're having a really rewarding experience in our program. You know, that's what we control. And um, in the process of, of doing that, you know, and if we can win games and go to bowls and keep climbing the rankings in the ACC Atlantic, which isn't easy to do. Um, if other people want to label us that, that's fine. But that's nothing that we ever have control over, and I can't worry about how people label us. 
One more question with Dave Clawson, head football coach, Wake Forest University. And, Dave, I'm, I'm dying to know you can't be football 24-7, 365. Even you have to set back and reset your mind, reset your soul a little bit. What does Dave Clawson and perhaps Dave Clawson and family do for summer vacation? You know what? We just got back from a, a great trip out in Montana um, that we went out there a year ago and absolutely loved it. Um, you know, so th- we, we got out to the Missoula area and, and went to a little uh, – resort out there and, and just had a great time. It was cool air, no humidity, um, got outside, did some hiking, uh, did some fly fishing, did some whitewater rafting, and just had a uh, a great time. And it, it really worked out well because the dead period in recruiting kind of correlates with when our players are away from here uh, between summer school sessions. So um, it, it was a great week. And you know, you said it. I mean, my downtime is I like to get away with our family, and whether it's trips to the uh, the Carolina beaches or heading out of town, um, you know, that's a time to unwind. But we're within a month now, so we're we're starting to crank it back up again, Scott. Yeah, I, I, I was afraid you were going to say maybe you dove into Oprah's book club or something. No, that's uh, I, I do enjoy reading books, and I do that on vacation, but. Uh, any book I'm reading, it, it's got to be done by mid-July or it's not going to get touched again until next June. I believe it. He's the head football coach at Wake Forest University. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Clawson. Dave, buddy, I'm glad I got to speak with you. Save me a plate because uh, I'm going to pop in one day. Hey, you're always welcome. All right, appreciate it. That's Dave.